it's time for the 18th century classical hour. Nah, bugger that, it's time for Gears and Beers. This is Gears and Beers, the unashamedly unprofessional automotive podcast with Mitch, Matt, Joseph and Joel. Alrighty, so this is Gears and Beers podcast episode 148. Mm-hmm. We are two away from drinks. Even we're, we looking, to... we're looking good for it. I think we might be right. Oh, and Mitch, Mitch has started dying just as soon as he's introduced oh, he's the dying. Yeah. I, I did that thing where you inhale like spit and make yourself cough. <laughs> uh, that's, that's some great information. Just going to wash it down with a northern. Oh, of Maybe course. we start again. Anyway. Well, you've got a, nor- you've got a northern surprise, surprise. I've got a, yep. uh, a Peroni Red right here. Oh, you, you finally buy it and I can't try it. Now you know. Mate, when we get when we we're, when we're all back together, you're supplying the beers so I can try one of these Peroni Reds. Because I'm not putting my money down on a beer that may or may not taste terrible. Oh, you're kidding! No, I can guarantee you this does not taste terrible uh-huh. compared to regular that, Peroni. Compared does, to that so. dirty dishwasher water that you've been sucking on the past few months, I can guarantee Mate, you, you loved Great Northern. Hey, you, you loved Great Northern. Old Great Northern. We've gone. They were this. great. They were I'm not great. in on it. Call them were great. They've been banned from my house. We should call them were Great Northerns. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. What, what, what are we oh, doing this episode, boys? Um, so we got, well, I guess, well, you found the uh, GTAM Julia Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk so about that. we've got that. a bit of news. Um, um, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Hilux last week, so we might be able to talk about that. So yeah. what have you done to your car this week? Yeah. And um, I might talk and about the Integra. A couple of things got, happening there. Do it. That's that's part of the what are you done your car this week? Okay, um, and then we and went for a drive. And we got a car, uh, car cool wall. Yeah, cool. And I thought I'd it's issue a challenge to you. Oh, here we Wonderful. go. So we'll go with it. All right. So I thought I, I thought you were going to roll into the challenge, but I guess we'll do that later. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Okay. Um, do the news or no? Let's get well, into the news. All right. Well, Joseph, do you want to talk about this uh, Alfa Romeo? Well, do you still have it up? it's come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, this this came out. This was it was announced a few months ago. But Alfa Romeo, the uh, the Julia Quadrifoglio, is the um, the range topping sedan that they've um, made recently. It's supposed to be the yeah, M3, you know, C63 AMG killer, which it is, mm. um, and just. You know, just out of the kindness of their hearts, they decided to make an even more bonkers version of it. And um, Mitch and I were just levitating over it um, in the lead up to the to the pod tonight. So um, I guess it, it's it's not just stickers and a little bit more power. They've completely revamped every every aspect of it. Like for one, mm. it's got. I think it's it's the first sedan to ever have center locking wheels. Um, which yeah is, right. Yeah, I think only Porsches and stuff kind and just you know high end supercars had that before. But no, these are this is a first for a sedan. Um, that alone um, increases the vehicle track by fifty millimeters, which is massive. Like that's huge. That's yeah. So that, that's more than double what my Rays do for the eight six. Like <laughs> so, it's just and it's got these carbon fiber. Like you know how you you know you, you tack on. You know, flared arches and things just to, to keep yeah. them in in the guards. They, they've gone and did that, but in carbon fiber. Um, it's got 400 kilowatts, just you know, out of a 2.9 liter twin turbo six cylinder engine. Um, yeah. It's got center. It's got what is it? A carbon fiber rear diffuser with a center exit well, exhaust. I'm, 
I'm reading here it has um, uh, carbon fiber drive shaft, bonnet, roof, front oh, bumper, mate, front wheel arches, Mitch, Mitch and rear wheel arches, rear wheel flares, <laughs> and carbon monocoque seats. Yeah, it com- comes with a comes with a half cage already. Comes with a fire extinguisher, helmet holder, um, sub belts, uh, seat belts, and it's got yeah full full harness in it already. Um, it's fucking sick. It's ridiculous. It's just zero to one hundred at three point six seconds, which isn't bad for a four door. That's right. It's still got a four, it's still got all four seats. I'm pretty sure. Well, you can't uh, use my, the back. You can't use the back with the yeah, half well, cage, but <laughs> still, it's still got four doors. That's so right, you know, if you're desperate, you could put your shopping back there. Oh, absolutely. You know, your your trip to IKEA, you can put in your uh, your shelving unit in oh, the back. Yeah, all you need is a little fucking what's it, a little hex screw thing there, your little tool. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's more practical because you don't have the back seats. Are you too dumb with your peep show? Uh, It's just fucking sexual. That's what it is, mate. Absolutely. It's not. It is. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of an M3 had a baby with an RX8. What? Yep. It's not a good looking car. It's It's a fucking fantastic looking car. Yeah, but you also think the Civic Type R looks good. I do think the so, Civic Type R looks good. You know, good. <laughs> you're all about the boy toy fenders. There's no sleek. There's no. This is not a very Alfa Romeo car. Well, look, the, no- is the it? normal, the normal Quadrifoglio, I think, is that that fits the bill. It's, you know, it's, it's elegant, but still yes, striking. Yes, so it's an Alfa. Yeah. This is a boy toy car. That... Yeah, but Al- no, Alfa, no, no, Alfa no, have I'm a history of making batshit crazy cars. Like, we were just talking about the, the 147 GTA, the, the only Italian hot hatch. Everybody was going for boosted 2-litre um, four-bangers. They go and drop a Busso V6 into a little 147. Or 3.2 And it still it. looks beautiful. It's sleek in design. Oh, yeah, of course. Every, every That's what Alfa, I'm saying. Alfa, is, this, is, this is dumb. Alfa, but this isn't. Yeah, I mean it's a little bit it's a little bit like bolt on for an alpha. I will I will give it's it. It's very that. bolt on. It's just <laughs> it's shit. This belongs in a Rice's garage oh. or fucking M's design package in the reject pile, mate. Would, like I, I'm not in I'd on this. I'd still rock this though. I'd, I'd ship this. This looks this this still yeah, despite well, look, being an ugly mate, alpha, it still looks better than pretty much any other car in its segment. Mate, I've been a passenger in your vehicle and I agree you probably would rock this. What? What? My car, even my even my eight six isn't as outlandish as this thing. <laughs> yeah, that was the joke I was making. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. so yeah, there was. It's not really news, but they're, they're just sort of. It's saying it's going to be coming out soon. Um, priced and between probably not coming here. Um, good. Well, it'll, it'll be about two hundred and fifty grand Australian if it ever does land here. That's um, a bit spicy. Well, look, FCA, F or. <laughs> FCA Australia so, um, say they want both the GDA and the GDA M but um, they can't confirm if it'll come here or not it depends if they make them in right hand drive I suppose they probably won't but anyway one can dream but uh, that, that, that's me um, spilling yeah. seed no, over I'm, Alpha I'm, I'm all on that, that mm. it's fucking sick yeah I mean it's, it's just cool plus mm-hmm. carbon fiber drive shaft you can't go wrong Oh yeah, that's that's what you're all about. Uh, uh, when when's one? At least for the... these engineers bought one. <laughs> I think. Well, Mitch, Mitch, you know you got the Integra now, or even the Hilux. You could put a carbon fiber job in that. Well, they don't make it for the Integra, as far as I can see. Oh, you can get uh, one. So they have to go full <clears throat> custom. Yep, fab one. And I, I, I feel like if the carbon fiber shaft on the Hilux would, <laughs> would just wouldn't Do make it. any sense at all. Do it. <laughs> Do you think you have a drive shaft, Mitch? Sorry. Do you think the Integra has a drive shaft? 
Well, it has a half shaft, and then it has um. Fuck, what do they call it? Axles. Yeah, they've got axles. <laughs> yeah. There's no drive shaft, mate. <laughs> it's kind of a drive shaft. No. It does the same job. <laughs> Spins around and sends power to the wheels. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's, there we yeah, go. It, yeah. I suppose it's probably it's probably called something different now that you think about it. But it, um... yes, it's called an axle. Drive shaft. <laughs> Not an axle. Mitch can be the first one to get a carbon fiber drive shaft for his Integra. <laughs> Just like chuck it on with zip ties, following the exhaust down the fucking vehicle or some shit. Just so he can say he's got one. Just have it power the rear wheels. Just do like an all-wheel drive conversion on it or something. Imagine that. Which, <sighs> which is a thing. People do do all-wheel drive conversions. You're kidding me. I mean, no, you've got to try and copy a Subaru at some point. It's um, yeah, bolt-on kits. Oh my god! You turn your your Honda into an all-wheel drive weapon. Oh Jesus! I, yeah, because 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 those, those Integras don't have enough understeer as it is. Let's just add rear-wheel drive and just <laughs> have it plow <laughs> like no one's business. Perfect. Oh, man. perfect. That, that, Nothing wrong with it. That is the key to a fast lap time, guaranteed. Hey, um, I suppose Porsche um have come come out with a little bit of bad news. The the vanilla nine eleven Carrera and the Carrera mm. S are set to miss out on a manual transmission in Australia, anyway. Um, yeah, oh, that is a problem. Mm. The, the the internationally they're doing it, but the Australian market isn't for the lower models. Yeah, so in North America and Europe, you can option the Carrera four and the four S with the fabled third pedal but uh mm. at no extra cost and you get the sport chrono package standard i think as well when you get the manual oh wow so they sort of because i guess the manual box doesn't cost as much so they can throw in the other thing that's I don't heaps know. good but yeah it's sick yeah but so we don't get it here because australia yeah australia and and they they charge us like 40 50 percent more um for the same car anyway um they haven't actually confirmed what models in the range will be offered with a manual um maybe the 911 gts which is like a souped up version of the carrera s um, yeah the hopefully you can still get a cayman sure you yeah, still can yeah that'd be good uh, the G- um, gd3 the gts is like the the best bang for buck because you sort of get all the best bits from all the other cars sort of in the one unit so i've heard that and usually the gts comes a little bit later as well i don't know if it's here yet but traditionally it comes like as a later model edition yeah, it's almost like it's like the the most purest version of the 911 before going to an RS. Yeah, basically. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it almost like renders the Carrera S a little bit redundant because it's sort of like you know why would you go for that when you could either just save money and just go for a vanilla Carrera or just step mm. up to a, a GDS. Yeah, I mean I'm reading a lot of things with the new 992 that people are questioning the 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 value add for going for like the the s or higher spec models aside from the gts and all that hmm. um they're basically saying that the the regular entry 911 is actually the one to go for yeah um, well that was that's, i've heard it, a lot of reviewers say that where like there's not much point going for the like your turbos and stuff like that because you get almost the same performance. Yeah, well, they're all turbo now, and it's yeah. Well, that's like... it exactly. And the turbo nomenclature is basically redundant at this point, particularly now that they're calling the t- the Taycan a turbo and Turbo S. Yeah, it's true. They've, don't... they've really diluted it, haven't they? It's not as uh, prestigious as it, as it once was. But uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose I heard um, 
I've heard that as well because it's it's even just the vanilla one is just stupid fast, like relative yeah. to the out, you know outgoing models and that. Like it's pretty much all the performance you could ever need, um, you know. And and it, it, it is really good value for money for for what it gives you. Um, still mm. far cheaper than any of the other traditional supercars from Ferrari or Lambo or McLaren. Um, but you're pretty much yeah. getting supercar power and performance out of effectively a, a well-engineered sports car. Mm. Which you know your supercar options just simply aren't. They're just not. They're just not practical in the way a nine eleven is. Well, that's what nine eleven is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the sports car for the every every day. For the everyday you know, you doctor and accountant. And- yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the Cayman's the everyday sports car nowadays. Yeah, I mean it's it's for the, arguably for the well, better he, the well set up healed for, for yeah. Exactly so like, for the for for the most of the mainstream, the nine eleven is now almost unattainable. I mean, it has been for ages since it crossed that $200,000 mark for the Exactly, model. that's what the Cayman's for. Yeah. But I, don't know. Just, I find it funny because the Americans are crying out that when the 992 is going to cross 100 grand for the entry model, I'm like, that's nice. It's been over 200 grand here for... Like a, a decade? Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, Australia. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's a shame that Australia's not getting... You think they would give the manual as an option in the base model? Yeah. Don't... Like... I mean, if you're going for a base model, you probably want to try and save a buck here or there anyway, so... Yeah, well... Then it's... again, are they, are they trying to push people into the higher-end models that will offer a manual? I think they're doing that, and you know? I think it's... I think a lot of people that buy the base models aren't really necessarily buying it for the performance, like... No, they're buying this... for the badge. Yeah, they're buying it for the badge, and they're just buying it just, oh, because I want the new 911, you know, and it's all about the mm. looks and the, the, the social status that goes with it. So they don't give a shit about a manual. No. And, and I think Porsche know that. But that's pretty yeah. much the the main market for the base model. Anybody who actually gives a shit about driving is going to go and step it up and option it up and want a 911 with a little bit more, um, mm. you know, with a few more gadgets and, and um, a bit more involvement. Like the, my God, the options on Porsche's website. Oh, oh, it's great. I went on there the other day, actually, and it's it's absurd. Um, and some of the prices associated with stuff that would probably cost them like $3 to install. Add a few zeros. Just- yeah, they've just gone, fuck it. Someone's gone, someone wants this, they can pay for it. We don't care. Which, you know, it's Porsche, so you can't really blame them for oh, trying to Oh, yeah, like, you know, bar. when you go and buy, like, an Aventador, or all six, $700,000 of it, you've still got to buy a reverse camera. That, that's not included. <laughs> like, what the... Like you pick it up and pop down to Super Cheap and pick up a camera. And- <laughs> <laughs> down a Super... Yeah, Super SCA brand when it's on special. <laughs> Get, like, some work yeah. experience, kid, to, like, you know, fit it up in the car park for you. Just, yeah. Oh god, that'd be such a meme though. Oh, yeah. Actually, like, I think I've worked. I think I've worked at the cheapest, uh, like the 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 best value accessory for this for a Porsche is is the the lane change assist for twelve hundred dollars. Because you can't see shit in your blind spots of a Porsche. Yeah, they're getting bigger and bigger and fatter. Yeah, yeah. For twelve hundred bucks, I'm paying for that. Yeah. See, I, I I'm not even sold on the nine nine twos at the moment. I. I mean, I'm yet to really see one in person, but from the photos, I just, I'm not a fan of the, like... Ah, uh, choose a 718 Cayman any day of the year. I, I, if I was to go to a Porsche dealership, I'd be going for a, um, a Cayman at the moment. 100%, because that's um, the everyday driver's car. And they brought back the six-banger, I'm pretty sure, because they did only one generation with the four, I think. 220 kilowatts, 5.1 seconds, 0 to 100. That's all you need. Yes. That's all you need. And then they got the new GT4. Um, Ooh, which yeah, is always a good those. thing. Um, 
Yeah. So like, everyone knows the Cayman's a better way to go. Yeah, it's a better um, chassis. But I, like, I'll, I still want a 911, but I won't be going for a 992. Not that no. I can afford one, but you know. <laughs> um, shall I talk about the Hilux I didn't get a chance to talk about last week? Hell yeah. Yeah, why not? Let's right. talk Luxie. So, as we know, my, my beloved Hilux had a, 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 a small brake failure. Slights. <laughs> I feel like I'm partially responsible for putting it under further stress. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's all right. We didn't really know. Um, no. So, for I said a while, we, we, did, we did wonder whether it had been lifted or not. Um, we, well, now we know. We, now we know it has had a two-inch lift um, because whoever lifted it didn't in its history didn't bother putting extended brake lines on um essentially meaning that when it flexes going over you know obstacles um at any given time one of the wheels could be further away from the body um than it would otherwise be at its standard factory height meaning that the brake hose holds up the axle or the wheel essentially or restricts how far it can flex meaning all that force and all that energy is centered directly on a bit of rubber um, so that's what happened with the Hilux and it basically <laughs> pulled the rubber hose out of where it meets the metal fitting thing yeah. where it joins up with the hard line at the uh, hub end of the hose um, actually the other end also pulled out a bit slightly as well um, Fantastic. after we, after me and Matt went for a wheel uh, we, well, I got home and when I was driving around home getting closer to home I realised I had no brakes at all <laughs> uh, like foot to the floor, firewall situation no brakes Jesus um, which was terrifying yeah um, I let it sit overnight well actually for a couple of days and I went back to it just have a you know just to see and it did have some brake pressure back in the system um, but it was it was bad it was just undrivable basically um, and it was just pissing fluid out the front left just <laughs> pooling in the in the hub essentially and then like just dripping constantly oh my god um, so that's not good. Um, basically, I thought it was just the... Well, at this stage, I didn't realize it was the brake hose that failed. Um, I thought it was maybe a seal in the caliper, um, like where it meets the piston might have failed, considering it's been on there since 1994. <laughs> um, so I thought it was, if I tried to do a you know brake replacement myself, I'd fix the problem. Um, it was when I took the wheel off and discovered that, no, it was the hose that was leaking. Um, and I didn't have the tools or the expertise to try and pull apart manual locking hubs on the on the front. Um, that I just decided to go to the mechanic and get him to fix it because I didn't want to bre- make the brakes any worse than they already were, and end up paying to fix it later. Mm. When I dropped the, the Hilux off, I mentioned while I was there that the handbrake doesn't work at all. And I, you know, me and Matt always joke that Toyota four by four handbrakes just don't work in general. No, they're but just that's not shit. a joke. It's a it's a failure. Well, it is. It is true as well. There's a troopy around the corner who, um, every time I go past, he's hooked fully left into the curb just so he doesn't roll down the hill. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it's a, it's a, there's actually a known fault. It's with the, where the anyway, I won't get into it. But yes, they they bend the cable. Yeah, uh, so poorly designed. I, I mentioned that you know the 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 handbrake doesn't work. He says, "Oh, I'll have a look at the drums, or it might just mean that the the handbrake cable needs um, adjusting." Yeah, no, the entire. Yeah. The drum brakes on both sides were completely, in his words, fucked. Um, no ifs, buts, or maybes. The entire mechanism uh, on both sides was completely destroyed. Um, to the and also it took him an hour to take one of the drums off one side, and for the other side he couldn't be bothered. 
so he just got the angle grinder out and cut it off um, because it was just seized on there. Um, apparently there was uh, like river sediment in the drums as well. Um, so that must be from somewhere else. I don't know. That was definitely you. Um, well, we haven't really been... No, we've never done any water driving. We haven't really done... We've done mud, but not um, rivers as such. No. Um, so anyway, long story short, he replaced pretty much every single component imaginable on both sides of the rear drums. Um, and that took basically three days um, <laughs> to also install the front brakes and everything that I also got him to do. Um, so now the handbrake actually works. Um, before of- I was literally pulling the handbrake out because it's one of the ones in the dash, pulling it out basically an entire foot from the, the dash and it still wouldn't hold on a slight hill. Like, it would still roll forward. Um, now I pull it out maybe 100 mil and it won't go any further than that. It's as stiff as anything. Um, I don't know how long it's going to stay like that, but for now it's fucking great. Excellent. Um, and it actually stops when I put my foot on the brake. So yeah, which you, is also a good thing. you were telling me that even before you, um, you know, hyperextended all the brake lines, that mm. this guy reckons that there was there was no rear brakes left anywhere. Like you were just running yeah, the no, front. exactly. Yeah, he, he he was saying how the rear brakes just actually didn't work at all. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So even though it was before, yeah, exactly before I hyperextended the lines, um, I thought it was stopping fine. It would stop reasonably well I didn't have any concerns about stopping uh, it would actually lock up the brakes as well um, I found that out in the wet the other day or a couple months ago mm-hmm. um, so I didn't think anything of it I thought the rears were working um, and of course when uh, we inspected it uh, before I bought it we didn't bother doing like trying to take the wheels off or whatever to inspect the brakes um, so Fitzy never mentioned anything about the brakes we thought it was fine um, yeah, so now every, all the brakes work and it stops. The handbrake works on hills. Um, it's almost like a car again, which is fantastic. Love and life. Wow. Yes. The beauties um, of owning an old car. Yeah, so now I just want to work out why the power steering fluid's leaking ever so slightly. Um, yeah, and, those boxes leak. Mine's leaking. And get a new timing belt fitted as well, which I'll go back to him for because fuck doing that. Nope, we're not doing timing belts. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> but oh yes I'm happy and it stops and it goes and it's all oh also I found out why it was so slow oh, I yes, mean it, it's, it's still slow yes. it, it's still really slow don't get me wrong um, but Matt turns out uh, the uh, throttle body linkage was smacking into a hose clamp on the radiator hose um, restricting yeah. how far it would open um, so before where it would struggle to get through to 3000 RPM I can now happily get it to almost 4 without without it actually I was wondering why you were struggling with that. Mm. So yeah, so now so it's, there you go. Now it opens up and it's all happy and it, it actually feels more potent as well. So Yeah, because all of the power is at about three grand. Yeah, so huzzah. Look at Congratulations. You. Yeah. Wow, it's, all, it's almost like 100% working, working fine now. Almost. Nearly. Almost. Getting there. Yeah. 70%. It'll be, it'll be ready for the cape by the time... Be ready, for, ready for Nebo. You, you can finally complete that trip. <laughs> Won't have to turn around this time. No, I, like I said, even now I don't think it'd be Nebo. <laughs> Definitely Safe. not. Oh, we were, we were, yeah. we were up there this morning actually, and um, it was a good trip. It was good, it was good to get out. It's been mm. over a month, and um, now that they've slightly re- um, eased up on restrictions with the whole Rona nonsense. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people there, and just so many heaps. Yeah, well, I've never seen it so busy. They're just crowds oh, yeah. of bikies, and just yeah, every man and his dog. It was pretty cool. We had like a little bit of a train heading up there. Um, yeah, it was us in front, and then we had the short ones got the Z running now somehow. Hey, no power steering, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it still has issues, but yeah. it's running better than it ever has. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a particularly high bar to, to uh, you know, no, exactly <laughs> to to sort of yeah <laughs> meet. But uh, yeah, he was he was second, and then we had your old roommate third in his three seventy Z, and yep. then because we were stuck behind slow people, we were like slowing right down, backing off, and then you know having at it for for a few seconds for a few corners, and then yeah, eventually from that we had a yellow Sylvia behind. And then behind him, there was a stancer, like a three-door yeah, blue Lancer. Stancer. <laughs> blue stancer. Yeah. And then eventually behind that, there was a McGann RS. So it was like this yeah. whole little convoy of people um, chugging up the mountain there, like dropping down to 30 for about a minute or two and then flogging it. <laughs> so um, Yeah. Well, I mean, the people we were stuck behind, like it's a 70 kilometer hour zone through most of Nebo Glorious. Yeah. Um, and they were going 40 mm. and still breaking for corners. Oh yeah, and they'd have just, no brakes going on the way back down. They were riding yeah, the brakes uphill for God's sakes, like doing yeah, yeah doing thirty five in a seventy zone, like just yeah. They were just I've never I, I thought it was a funeral procession because they were going so slow. Just 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 prime candidates for the bus, like just yeah. Like we we weren't wanting to go for a crazy high speed run. We just no. wanted to go for a bit of a burn, but yeah, we would have liked to have done the legal limit. Um, yeah, you know, the, doing the, the speed of, limit would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> Got to the point where no, you, you, were, <laughs> Mitch, you, you, you were picking out like um, landscaping and uh, yeah, yeah, you were like doing it. a bit of sightseeing. A, it's the first time you've gone so slow up there. You've been able to admire the, the view. Because obviously the Integra is not Nebo ready yet and the Hilux never will be. Um, I was riding bitch in your car and yeah, I, I had time to look out the window and admire the landscape. There was a wonderful tree that was sort of shaped like a, um, like a, fork. Like a slingshot, I suppose. Um, and it was like a Y shape and the power lines were running through it. And it was really cool to see. Well, the things and, you see out there. You know, normally you wouldn't have a chance to admire the landscape on Nebo, but because of the slow people, mm. um, we, yeah, we did. Yeah. So the coffee um, was good too up, up at Mount Glorious Cafe. I, was, that uh, was the one thing I was worried about because I didn't have a coffee before I went. Normally I have a coffee as soon as I wake up and I thought, no. Mm. And I knew it was a risk because I thought if I have a shit coffee now, my whole day is going to be a ruin. I've waited until... <laughs> You know, ten thirty, eleven o'clock for a coffee, and if it's if it's a dud, mm. then yeah, like I wouldn't even be here now. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, thank 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 God. Um, yeah, the coffee was actually more 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 than half decent. So yeah, it was yeah, well worth it. Which is always rare when it, when you go to a cafe that's really busy, mm. whether they're just like burning them out and not giving a fuck or no, it's good. Yep, you have to come. You good. have to come, Matt. Next time. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Next time when the restrictions are maybe a hundred kilometers, you might be able to come. My my concern is is that people are taking the piss and they're going to lock it all back down again. Yeah, in, Queensland's in prime consideration for a, another issue, so we'll see what happens. Mm. Oh, fingers crossed. Good yes. old Rona. Good old Rona. Ah, oh, mate. Yes, indeedy. Any more news, or shall we uh, shall we move into a into a game or? Um, lads, Ken yes. Block's new Mustang. Uh, yes. Yeah, I've heard about this. What do you think? Um, uh, let me bring it up. Hang on, it's it? white. Yeah, who, who, who needs white. Fox, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. 
It's weird. Fox body. I think mustache. I like it. I've seen. There's some photos here of a black one. With yeah, there are photos of the black. The black one's the last one. No, but there's a fox body black one. There's also Which, a fox body white one. Yeah, and then, then there's a video showing a white one. Maybe um, he's deciding between the two colors. Mm, I think it could just be renders or something. Um, but it's cool. I kind of, I kind of dig the fox body Mustang. Yeah. Um, I know they, were, they they weren't really appreciated when they came out, from what I understand. But we didn't get them here, did we? At all. Um, I have no idea. No, I don't. I, don't I know we did get what we did get some Mustangs here. You could import yeah, couple, them. You could have grey imports. And no, no, we got we actually got Mustangs. Well, you could buy them what right hand drive from the factory. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My only thing is which that ones. Um, I know it's sort of the, the style for Hoonigan and Monster and Ford and whatever, but they're all coming like they all got the same sort of livery, and I think it's time for a a bit of a yeah. refresh on the. It's all a bit the, 2012, isn't it? It is. It's very, I'd say, Dirt Three. Yeah. Sort of what it makes me think of. They've never really gone away from that. Like they haven't really evolved at all in terms of their no. style and things like that. You I know, mean, it's, it's sick. Just, but yeah, it looks it's really just sick. But like time every, for a refresh. Every wide-bodied slam car's got you know the Toyo proxies you know on the tires, and they've all got the same sponsors. And, and it, well, the the two-tone sort of like dark color then lighter color. Yeah. Um, in this case, black and like a dark gray. Yeah, I think um, they need to be a little bit more adventurous. Um, mm. the, the 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 body kit styling itself is awesome. Um, I, I love the little blower out the front, and it's almost got like it's got a gurney flap, and it. it's got like a like a spoiler, like an additional one, like a double gurney flap at the back. But it's you know it's still got the the louvers on the back as well, and it's got it was I think it's in terms of the the fitment, you know, the stance of it's just awesome, massive diffuser. Yeah. Like I really, really, I'm really digging the design of the car. Um, the I front think, is so wide. <laughs> yeah, it's <has laughs> just man. ridiculous, big boy. <laughs> But like the headlights stop, and then it's still like another six foot of car on the left and right. Yeah, yeah. the headlights are like the center grill, basically. And then you've got yeah. the, the car, you know, still going to the left and right like normal. But uh, yeah, no, I think I, I think you're right in terms of the colors. Uh, maybe that's why they they're doing the white one now. I guess that's a little bit of a departure from what they normally do. But it's pretty yeah, cool still, as well. Well, they haven't actually changed the design. They've just you know gone onto their photoshop there and gone black okay and white okay so yeah. i think they need to do a little bit more but that's that's yeah. just my humble I mean, opinion that, it's it's a it's a small thing to whinge about um i'll still have a whinge though mate but just adding some color or something would be cool mm. like yeah i keep seeing other photos there's another photo it's got a couple of pastel colors and stuff like that Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they must just be spending a bit of money on marketing to yeah get a couple of different color what color will he pick Oh, my God. oh yeah, they're gonna. I mean, Hoonigans needs needs video content, and because they can't be at the the track, their, their shed or whatever, their, their garage, they're all watching from home. Mm. So they're making probably trying to make as many videos out of it as possible. Makes sense. Um, to me. But they're saying it could have a, the EcoBoost V6 is a possible uh, engine for it. Um, That'll be some good exposure. Otherwise, a naturally aspirated Roush or Roush Yates built V8. Like the one in the V1 Hoonicorn. Hmm. Um, or potentially the electric drivetrain from Mustang Mach E. Yeah, the, I, I know Ford's trying to pedal that. I just, I don't... I can't, I, don't. I can't see it in this car. Like, you don't need a blower for that. Why has it got a blower hanging out the bonnet if it's going to be electric? I, I don't... I reckon it could be... Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I reckon it could be EcoBoost, maybe. 
Yeah. I mean, you can make some sick power out of, out of those eco boosts, but I'm kind of hoping for the V8 just because V8. They just they, they don't they don't sound particularly good though. Like there's, there's the eco boost. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Like I, I was I saying to you, Mitch. Like, saying the new you're saying the new fucking four GT doesn't make it good sound. No, no, no I'm talking about the it makes um, a lot of the, noise. The, the, the Mustang um, eco boosts. I don't think they. Sound but like, that's a four cylinder. We're talking about the six cylinder. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. They're different, slightly. You different. fucking. It's not slightly different. It's complete. It's two cylinders. No, it's just two cylinders. It's two different engines. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is this is the problem with Ford and their marketing of the EcoBoost. It just confuses Eco, people. They do that but EcoBoost is just. It's like saying. Oh, I don't on. know. Hybrid. Come on. Yeah, right, it? elaborate. I think it's just it's just marketing. Like I, I reckon the exactly. One, the it's one a marketing the one term. The GT is a proper EcoBoost, and any any other EcoBoost in the Ford range doesn't share anything with that Ford GT. But then, but what all, makes it a proper EcoBoost? It's just EcoBoost. I think it's just turbo. I think it's just a, that's exactly right. It's like um, compressor for Mercedes back in the two thousands. It's just a name. Well, the always hated the, the spelling for compressor. It's retarded. With a K. I think it's the German K. spelling. It is the German yeah. spelling. Still, you I know, don't the like German it. spelling for class is a K in it. In an E. Hmm. Oh go. yeah, at the end. Yeah. Mm, not that Very right. classy. Yeah, but and then on but on the uh, the point of my um my comment before to bring back a little bit of Holden Ford rivalry is that yeah at my place as you know you hear a lot of cars during the day especially me working at home at the moment and uh, yeah all all the EcoBoost Mustangs sound like ass and then all the uh, all the Alloy Tech all the SV6 Commodores actually sound pretty good <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> No, I agree, actually. You can get one of those V6s to sound pretty bloody good. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what they're... They're probably just deleting everything. And all the cats and all the mufflers or whatever. Um, yeah, straight pipes where it's straight at. Straight pipe where it's straight piped Alloy Tech V6. Just ripping ripping around the roundabout here. And I'm like, you know, that, that doesn't sound half bad. I, 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 no. I'd be happy with that. Hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, there's more news. Uh, Tesla's autopilot might now stop at red lights, but we don't know. <laughs> One way to find out. <laughs> yeah. So they've, 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 the next uh, update is going to include a red light stop feature, but they do not want people to rely on it. So they're saying you still obviously have to use it. So hang on, what is about um, does normal like adaptive cruise control, would that stop at a red light? No. As long as there's a car in front of you, yeah. Mm. Yeah, if the car in front of you stops, then you'd stop. Right. Yep, but if there's no car in front, how's it know to stop? Whereas that's what this autopilot's apparently going to be able to do. It's going to be able to sense a red light. However, they don't want people relying on it. Mm. So they're saying it's an emergency feature only. I mean, a lot of those sort of car systems can recognize uh, speed signs and then also, if they're on cruise control, adapt their speed based on that speed sign. Mm. Uh, are you sure yeah there's a couple out there that do that um yeah, right that's cool so even the uh, toyota corolla had um speed sign recognition although it got confused by school zones um so it'd pop up saying 40 at midnight um <laughs> cool. which is not a school zone time um so i wonder <laughs> i just wondered with that um like it had to be pretty smart that red light system to be able to know the difference between like a red light and an actual stop red light yeah. Um, you know, like if it sees, let's say, a train track red light or something parallel to the road. That's what I mean. It, it, gonna... it, can't, it, can't, it can't detect everything, you know. Like, mm. 
it'd be really hard to do that. You know, stop zebra crossings. How's it going to know if someone's standing there as opposed to just, you know, a zebra crossing just being on the road, you know? Yeah. Um, you're never going to be able to rely on it. Absolutely 100%. Wait, what? But, that, but they've already might... got... No, the, the zebra crossing stuff, they've got collision avoidance and all that. That's not the issue. Yeah, but it's not going to stop at a zebra crossing. But that's irrelevant. If it senses somebody... Thing. Yeah, that is irrelevant. But if it senses somebody coming towards the thing, they've got... I think they've already got the red light, the zebra crossing. Because they're autonomous vehicles. They can, they can already see passengers. Like, even the Forester would stop for a vehicle or a person... If I was reversing yeah. and leaving a car park, it would sense there's a person behind. Yeah, but that's that's Spooky. that's a low speed situation. That's all like that AEB stuff. That's um, true, but they're not supposed to have zebra crossings above a sixty k's an hour. Yeah, but no, that but those 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 people stopping AEB thingies. That's if someone steps out in front of you. Yeah. Not mm. not driving along, seeing there's a zebra crossing, then seeing there's people wanting to cross at the zebra crossing, and then stopping for that. Mm. Those, those and AEB then conversely, yeah, are, driving along, seeing a zebra crossing, not seeing a person, and just yeah, not not reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So, um, so the yeah, wonders right, of the, technology. That systems can recognise when someone's an idiot and steps out in front of you, or a child steps out in front of you, and it can hopefully break in time at low speeds yeah. um, but it, it's, it, it can't say go along and be like hey there's a zebra crossing and then hey there's a person or there's not a person and then act accordingly that wouldn't actually be hard to program I'm, not, I'm sure there'd be something that they I'm doing. sure you could do it because I mean the systems can recognise uh, lanes and then work yeah. out if you're, if you're departing lanes so it'd have to be they could do something for it um, but, but I they haven't be, yet I wouldn't be trusting it's it. It's so hard, <laughs> particularly in Australia, because our roads are so garbage and our mm. um, line markings and, and signage is just so inconsistent. Um, yeah. I remember when I, I, Honda used to sell the Legend um, here. This was about 10, 10 15 years ago. And um, when we bought, well, when the, the parent, parentals bought the Civic, and the, deal, the the guy at the salesman was saying, you know, we get the legend here, but it doesn't come with any tech, he said, because, you know, in Europe, the, the overseas models, they've got, you know, uh, lane keep assist and, you know, adaptive cruise control. It was pretty a pretty futuristic car for the time, but he said the Australian models don't get any of that. He says because, yeah, the road markings are so inconsistent. We don't have, you know, the, the, the standard of roads for the systems to be able to work accurately. So he said we, we, can't, we can't bring it over here. We can't implement it because it would just, it would just be too inconsistent. It wouldn't, wouldn't work. So We had to wait for the systems to catch up, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Our, our, well, our we road, had to adapt to our, our roads. Road, our road networks and our road infrastructure has to be of a higher standard before well, we can have... I often want, worry or wonder about those um, medieval towns that people still live in. You know, like in Italy and whatever. Yeah, they got like these can. old, they got like these old towns where like the roads are like a meter wide, and people are still parking in there and trying to drive around. Like those really old cities. Oh. Like how are the how are automated systems going to have to deal with that? No idea. And then could and then further on, when electric cars come through a lot more, what are people going to be parking on the streets like they do now, and then have a cord running from their house to charge their car? <laughs> not going to happen. Like in those sort of walled cities, it's not going to happen. No. No, I suppose you're right. So, yeah, a lot of those um, world well, cities, you don't even the, have a garage the, or anything, you know? No, exactly. You just parked on the sidewalk, basically. Wherever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Forest had never had any issues with the Queensland uh, line stuff. 
No, and it worked on the it worked well on the way down to Sydney. Sydney, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but that's what I'm saying is that now the systems are smart enough to adapt to shitty conditions. Whereas ten years ago, when that you know the legend or whatever was not here or was coming or isn't here with the same systems, mm. the systems were smart enough for places with decent road conditions, but not smart enough to deal with our system or our road network at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's what Joseph's is saying. Yeah, I, I would say it's a bit of... I'd say the technology's moved a lot further forward now, and I think maybe mm. we've, you know, our infrastructure's come come some way. I think both have improved, but yep. yeah, for, for, I, I just can't see Australia having autonomous vehicles for a long, long time. I just, you know, like even yeah. from a telco, like a network perspective for it to be online all the time with, you know, no lag or latency or anything like that, having good good bandwidth and a good connection you know through an entire mm. network um yeah very very difficult we're a long way away from that as a country yeah we yeah we just don't have the systems to deal no. with it no yay australia Woo! we have to keep driving our own cars or if you want a self-driving <laughs> car get a taxi um, <laughs> yeah it's a car driven by somebody else basically that, that, that's yeah. that's about as self-driving as we can get these days even the then cab. i don't really trust them oh mate I'm going to change that, you know, come into the 2020 now, mate, new decade, new new, new thinking. Got to, got to get behind it now, electric cars, <laughs> autonomous cars. It's coming. Nah, you, you, can, you can take the ICE from my cold, dead hands. I'm not going electric. <laughs> Unless the Honda E comes here, which we know it won't. Look, I, I'd probably, as a daily, I'd rock electric, but I've got to have an ICE 100%. in my life. Absolutely, I've got to have both. I can't, I can't mm. just not do any ICEs at all. No. Yeah, apparently ICEs are really hard to race. Race because you don't get that feedback. Internal combustion engines are hard to race. Sorry, electric cars are hard to race. Sorry, my bad. I was like, bruh. (laughs) Yeah, confusing myself here. (laughs) Yeah, no, electric cars are apparently quite hard to on the racetrack because you don't get the same feedback. So like, Mm. you know, like a lot of race drivers base their you know they're driving on RPMs or you know knowing where they have to be. Mm. Um. Because I was listening to well Chris Harris's podcast where he's talking about how he drove the Volkswagen ID four whatever it is the electric race car thing they built for Pikes Peak. Yep. He drove that at Nurburgring, and he said it was just weird not to have any um, feedback from the car in terms of gearing and RPMs and knowing where the car is happiest and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he said that was the biggest thing to get used to because he couldn't base your driving on what gear you're in or I suppose or it's, it's very hard because an electric car has all its power all at once instantly so it's very hard to you know modulate mm. or roll into the, the, the throttle but you, you, can, know, could, you, you could you can adjust that you can like that's the beauty of an electric car if you want a different throttle response you just plug it into a computer and make it a different throttle response yeah you can have complete customization of whatever you want that's that's one of the benefits i agree like i see you should always be in racing and electric mm. racing is dumb but like that's definitely an option don't let if that's what you're stopping no. you from buying an electric race car you no, can I'm absolutely not, just completely I'd change that heat, i'm not heat would be the biggest thing for an electric race car yeah the batteries are all that, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you got you got issues it was there. um <laughs> well that uh fucking what's his name um other bloke who was on Top Gear for ages, ah, English bloke, driver. Yeah, hey, Ben Collins. No, the um, bloke who did Fifth Gear for a bit. 
Oh, Tiffany Dell. Thank you, him. Mm. Um, he was he went for a, a, a drive in a Tesla race car, like fully kitted out race car made out of a Tesla Model Three. Oh wow! And um, he was saying how he could only do like he only he barely did one lap before the the batteries overheated. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no surprise. This was out at um, well, uh, I can't remember the racetrack he was at. Out in, in England somewhere. Must have and, yeah, been. Yeah, he barely like did one lap. Donington and, or Brands Hatch or something. I think it might have been Brands Hatch. Mm. And um, yeah, he's, he barely did a lap before the engine, the battery overheated, and he had to go back to the pits. <laughs> We're straight into limp mode. Yeah. So did, did a yeah, warm up lap and then limp mode. <laughs> Yeah, like it had all the other gear, had all the kit, had everything oh for a race car. God. Well, so but the battery tech just, you know, failed. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, you're not going to be doing weird. 24 hours of lemons or lemons in a battery car. Oh no. Because you can barely. Fire, fire is already a big enough risk in in racing. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, maybe it'll it'll get there. It's early days, but um, let, let's just get normal cars, you know, reliable and dependable on electric. Then we'll think about flogging the crap out of them around yeah, the race track it. at 10 tenths for 24 completely hours completely agree yeah yeah but no, cool I'm not want to do the cool wall yep, yes done. let's do it. do it excellent alright Um, I want to start with a hybrid oh okay <laughs> this <laughs> is like a 918 triggered. or something yeah if it's a 918 La Ferrari P1 I actually didn't know that Ferrari did a hybrid I mean, they they went the sort of half-assed approach to no, that was electric a curve, hybrid. That was a curse system. It wasn't proper yeah, hybrid. Yeah, like they called it uh, hybrid, but it wasn't. It wasn't, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the not port, like the how port, the P1 or the 918 you could drive an electric hybrid. Yeah. Gotcha. Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, this one is a Porsche. Ooh. 918? Nope. 971 Turbo S Hybrid 4-door. This is the Panorama. Panamera. Is what do the, we think? E performance or performance E or something? Yeah, the E hybrid Turbo S. It's five hundred grand. Wow. Yeah, they're not cheap. My goodness. That's a lot. Five hundred kilowatts though. They're, yes. they're crazy powerful. That's ridiculous. Um, Two point nine liters per hundred kilometers. <laughs> That's brilliant. Three point four seconds zero to one hundred. Like they're, it's probably the coolest hybrid out Top there. Top speed of uh, fr- from a sort of everyday car 192 perspective. Ninety-two miles an hour. Oh, I think that I would get an NSX and save three hundred k. Nah. If I had, would if you? I had to choose a hybrid. But I mean, if you're looking at this, you need four doors. You're not just buying this because you want. Nah, a hybrid. That's true. That's true. You know. Yeah. And also, you want to flex on every other motherfucker with your half a million oh, dollar have you car. Seen the turism- yeah, the, have you seen the Turismo? The worst version? bit is no one would ever know. Oh, you look up oh, I think people who know would know. Like the people you just who see another Panamera. Or well, would you though? Yeah, because there's still a V8 twin turbo car in there. Oh yeah, they're still got you know your, your regular ICE ones, but no, no, no. There's a twin turbo V8 motor in this hybrid. Yeah, and then there's a regular non-hybrid model that has a V8 as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's not the point I'm making. Is that you'd still like you wouldn't be able to tell it's a hybrid. Oh, yeah. Because if, if you, you'll still hear the exhaust note. If you're a hopeless Porsche fanatic, you'd know that the uh, the mm. little green around the, the, green. the wording would yeah. say it's hybrid. And surely there's a hybrid badge on there somewhere. They'd slap it on the, the front yeah, panel or something. Um, I, th- I think the Turismo version's really sick. It's like a hatchback version of it. That looks this so good. Also has an engine in the front. Yeah. Well, the Panamera. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, that's been its point. That's or, that's blasphemous. 
What? Yeah, that's ridiculous. You can't have a Porsche with a front engine. Oh, the 944 um, would like a word with you. The McCann, the KN, the, what, 928, the 944. Mm-hmm. Can you find the... some real Porsches, please? Yeah, you're just trolling. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Like, the 928 and the 944 are definitely real Porsches, but the McCann's not a real Porsche. And pretty fucking I didn't fast. hear whatever. <laughs> the, the oh, yeah, but whatever. It's like Porsches need an engine in the back. That's a thing. That's what they do. Beyond the rear axle. Si- si- yes. Well, not beyond. Then you in would the have bottom. The, well, the that's, that's what the original the 930s had, mate. Right out the back. <laughs> in yeah. the bottom. In the caboose. Yep. See, that's I'm, where I'm, they belong. Just, I'm a Porsche diehard, and I don't have an issue with the the Panamera having the engine in the front because it's a well, GT car. Maybe you should think about that badge you're wearing, then, mate. What? Your, your little Porsche diehard badge. You should probably think about that. Do you really deserve it? Well, do you have an issue with Ferrari having engines in the front? I couldn't give a shit about Ferrari. Never have done. I, 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 I just don't see your justification. That's all. Well, just so so any in any front engine Porsche is just not 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 a real thing. To me, it's not a Porsche. It's an overhyped Volkswagen. Four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hell, slap an Audi badge on it. We'll be right. What? Jesus, you are nah, that You are out of control. <laughs> that's even for you. That's some next level fucking bullshit right there. <laughs> Mitch is just Mitch is gobsmacked. Mitch is just, just like Mitch. Oh, that's what I can see hearing. his face. Yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> he's just never heard such nonsense in his life. I, that's just, it, 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 I mean, I'm not. I, oh, that's. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, like, uh, you know, no, I'm speechless. Just speechless. <laughs> that's just some bullshit right there. <laughs> Sounds like I win. All right, Panera, Panamera Turbo Hybrid. How uncool is this car? No, I was going to say it's like the high end of cool. What? Yep. No. No. Yep. Nah, low end. This is cool. everything that is wrong with modern cars. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a Hang twin on, you turbo V8. It. It's still a hybrid. It still weighs a billion kilograms and it's 500 grand. Yeah. If someone so, goes out of their way to buy this thing for half a million dollars. But what's that's Porsche cool. about this? Well, the nine, everything. The, the nine eight. It's the heavy. Thing is Porsche. It won't handle. Oh. It's electric. It's it's actually from the reviews I've seen, I've I've heard it actually review. It uh, handles quite well, actually. Well, it's got for two and a half tons. Rugby. Yeah, it'll handle. It's actually quite light for what it is. Oh come on! Nah, this is uncool. Nah, it's not. Nah, uncool. it's 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 high end cool. No way. I think it's I think it's Late. low end cool. Well, then we'll agree to disagree and we'll go low-end, high-uncool. What? <laughs> no, nah, you're not putting this what? in the uncool category. It's not uncool. It's absolutely not Well, uncool. then it's the lowest of lows of any, cool. Any, any, anything with two turbos and a V8 is not uncool in my book. I'm sorry. That is a challenge and I accept it. Yeah, good. You, you go I don't, I don't see why you're such a hater of this, Matt. Like, even for you, this just seems like left a field hate. Like... He's playing like devil's just, advocate again. I don't even know if he believes what he's I'm saying. I'm not playing devil, devil's advocate here. I just don't... It's not a real Porsche. Porsches are supposed to be light track cars. Porsche. They're supposed to be beautiful. They're supposed to be... Uh, it's yeah, but it's, it's four it's, doors, for Christ's sake. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Porsches aren't I supposed just, to have four doors. 
No, I no. Come on, that's look. If if if, that's if, a bit if, of a if, take. if it allows them to still make real Porsches, exactly. then I'm all for it. The, like, I'm not happy so it, to make SUVs, but that means that they can actually make proper sports cars. This exists oh. so that they can, you know. Still so how is that then cars. cool? Because it's a shitload of power. It actually it's quite light for what it is. It has it has a big old V8. This would have to still be, rear wheel drive. This would have to be one of the fastest four doors you could buy. Like, yeah. Anyway. Okay, and I've got one for you, Joseph. Mm-hmm. What do you think of a 200 series Land Cruiser? What is that I... cool? Well, yeah, if it's got a V8 in it. Oh, you fucking cunt. <laughs> they're not cool, and I know Mitch agrees with me. Yeah, they're not cool. They're a twin turboed V8. I'd rip the engine out of it and put it in something else. Yes, correct. They're not, they're not cool. They're not cool. So therefore, not every oh, twin turbo V8 oh, is cool. Seen, I've seen some of these with big wheels and all the bar work and stuff. They look pretty rad. Yeah, no. They're yeah. capable, but I don't yeah. think they're cool. I'm not even sure cool. if they're capable. They're heavy as fuck. Oh, well, right, oh yeah. About, your, uh, your, your, your car's a real lightweight jobby there, isn't it, Matt? <laughs> I, my car's about half a ton lighter than a 200 series with all the bar work. Um, an E63 AMG. Actually, I think that's very cool, but I know you guys don't like them. E63 AMG. That's the one with the baby V8, isn't it? They went down to a 4-litre from the proper 6.2. Yes. 4-litre yeah. twin turbo. Not cool. Thank you. There's another car that's not cool. Your bullshit blanket statement about if it's twin turbo V8 makes it cool is bullshit. I, w- I think it's cool. That's not... Mitch's opinion's different, but I, I think it, I think the E63 is cool. I, I like it more than no, the oh, E63. The, E6, the problem with the E63 is that it's bent over for the fucking Eco Warriors. What? An AMG should be an angry fucker of V8 not giving a fuck about anyone, hence the 6.2 angry motherfucker V8. Now they've made a fucking economical 4 litre V8, and it's just like... Dude. Why? It's not an AMG anymore. Dude. It still has a shit ton of power. Yeah, but it's not an AMG. It's just a Mercedes with some badging. Well, you could say that about all AMGs now. I mean, really. Now you literally yeah, could because... say that about all AMGs. Yeah, because they've... they've fucking bent over for the fucking eco warriors <laughs> i'm pretty sure they bent over for the uh lawmakers in europe which are making it pretty much impossible to make an ic yeah because the eco warriors are fucking grabbed them by the balls the thing's got the 850 newton meters of torque and 450 kilowatts um zero hey, that, that's all well and good four seconds that's that's ridiculous yeah. Yeah, that's that's all well and good. I, mean, I just I can't, the... I can't see if if you if you think the uh, the Panamera is cool, you have to think the C sixty three is cool. As no well. rubbish. Very similar, very similar. No, one hundred percent agree with Joseph here, Mitch. You, you're off on you're off on your own little kettle black planet here. Neither of them are cool. They both belong in the uncool section. Nah, I no. Nah, I, I, I don't. I think that. they both belong in the in the cool section, but they're not. They're not. They're okay. Not cool. To f- to finish off this bent this twin turbo V eight bullshit, the Bentley Bentayga. It's some bullshit SUV piece of shit. It's not cool. Yeah, it's not cool. Thank you. Another V eight twin turbo that's not cool. The, I rest my dif- case. The difference. I rest my case. The difference is, is that. The, the AMG had a proper 6.2. It was an angry thing that didn't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm And not, now I'm they've made it a smaller that. engine. Alright? The the Porsche Panamera... Pan, whatever it <laughs> Panamera. is. Panamera. <laughs> and, and he calls himself a Porsche superfan. Porsche Panacotta. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the Porsche Panacotta fucking never had a, a 6.2 litre V8. So, oh, therefore... You just sound like an old man ranting now, Mitch. I don't know. I am an old man ranting. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm wrong. You are. Just means you're no. deranged. <laughs> if you're just working that out now, that's your fault. 
Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, All right, my own let's move on. Now, I'm going to get you guys to guess this. I, uh, Joseph pointed out to me that we should give up on new cars, and I completely agree, because new cars just aren't cool. No, a lot of so them I've, got a, I've got a, a nice... Fuck off, Mitch. I've got a nice mid-spread here. We're going to start 2018, um, and we're going to round this series off so we never really have to talk to them about them again. Um, this vehicle has a 3-liter twin-turbo straight 6 with 338 kilowatts and 600 newton meters of torque for 0 to 100 in 3.9 seconds. Seven-speed dual clutch. It has power to the rear-wheel drives, and it's 144 grand. What is it? From 2018. Yeah. Straight six twin turbo, did you say? Yes. There's only like that. Just that's that's easy. Yeah. So what, it's a BMW of some description. Yes. M4. It is. We've already done the M4. This is an M3 CS, and I think these are damn near goat status. And let me argue my point. They are a four-door sedan, which looks very good. It's not gorgeous, but it looks very good. It's got 3.9 seconds, 0 to 100, so it's not far off a Tesla speed. It's rear-wheel drive with a six-cylinder twin-turbo, so it fucking goes like a bat out of hell. They don't weigh much either, which is the really surprising thing. They're only 1,500 kilos. That's less than an STI. This thing is fucking cool. It is the ultimate commuter car. You'll take, you can take your kids to school and then hoon up Mount Glorious and still turn up for the business meeting respectably. Crazy son of a bitch. I don't think it's goat status. It's goat status. It's the best thing that... Oh, no, goat... I don't know if it's legendary goat goat status. It's the first... It's our first goat status car, mate. I feel like maybe the, uh, the CS Touring might be. No. That's high and high and cool for me. Well, that's one of one, so it doesn't really exist. Um, no, it's yeah, it's high and cool. I don't think it's goat status. Well, I gave in for you guys with the bullshit, with the panorama. So you're giving me this. It's low end goat status, but it is goat status nonetheless. So what was your reasoning again? Because because it does everything. You name something it what you want to do, it'll do it, and it'll do it in more comfort, more style, and faster than pretty much any other car. And you only need one set of keys. I reckon that Bentag would be more comfortable than this, but uh... yeah, but the Bentag you have to basically like rip your eyeballs out to buy first, so you know. <laughs> yes. there's... So this thing will hoon around a track because it's a competition spec. It will take your kids to school or church. You can turn up at the in-laws' place and you won't be called a hoon. You can go to the office. You can chauffeur passengers, fucking clients around if you need to. It does look pretty sick. Yeah, it's I, perfect. I'll, I'll give you low end goat, I suppose, but I'm I'm not Thank you. fully sold. Low end is goat is where I want it. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, flip side of that, what do you think of the M4 GTS? Oh, I like. I don't it. like M4s. They're too heavy and long. Have you seen the GTS? No. I assume it's the wagon. Because no. you were talking about touring before. No, no, it's it's the the most ridiculous car. Uh, no, F. BMW has ever made. F. That's I, fake. I think it's. What do you mean it's fake? It's shit. I'm not in on this. It's a Fast and meth- Furious car. It has meth oh, injection. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. Excellent. Three meth injection. That's I don't awesome. want it. It's got a heart. It's got a cage in it already. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah. 
It's 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 the GT3 of the BMW world. Exactly. That does none of the things that I was just talking about. No, no, no. And I'm not I'm not saying this to be a daily driver. I just think it's like if you buy this, you're just giving like you're just saying fuck everything. You know, you don't yeah. care about comfort, ride quality. You know, any of that. You just want a car to go fast and also be a bit of a pain in the ass every day. Far and up. I think that's fucking cool. I want one. They look cool. I like the wing on it. I'm not normally a fan of bolt-on stuff, but this is just... oh. There was, I saw one in the valley uh, for a year or so ago now, just and it just... It sounds was so loud so and nice. epic. Sounds just yeah. sounds ridiculous. Just so... Like... So obnoxious. The whole car shouldn't exist, but the fact that it does, I love. Yep. That that, right, that for me is cooler than the the M3, but you, you're gonna yeah. you you know you would you would buy the M3 first because it's just so much more practical. Yeah, the M3 is more practical, but this is you know, fuck everything. I want it. I would I would put this M4 GDS as low end goat. Yeah, yeah. This is sooner low end goat. Well, stiff shit. It's my topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Blatant refusal. Yeah, just throws his toys out the cot classic man i'm sorry but we put the m4 competition pack in peugeot spec yeah yeah so now you're saying an m4 that just has a bunch of bolt-on parts goes all the way from peugeot spec to greatest of all talk time yep. no yep, yep. no yep. no i'm not having a bar of it yeah let's yep. move on so it's not just bolt-on parts it's totally we're moving car. on well that's right, like shit. that's what we just picked like the f- uh, uh, Shit is goat spec car anyway. Move on. <laughs> yeah, oh. I'm not happy with it. Yeah, I know. Fucking Ford or sedan. You're kidding me. It's beautiful. <laughs> just a fucking we- yeah. You can tell who the WRX fan is here in the, in the three yeah. of us. Just absolutely. I-, I think about the future, mate. I'm not thinking two seconds in front. All right. Neither from 2014, we have gone from one of the most reliable cars you could probably buy to one of the least reliable cars you can probably buy. Is it a Peugeot? No, I would never have a Peugeot on this fucking cool wall. The Peugeot spec exists because we would never have one on. Alright, uh, it has a 4.7 litre naturally aspirated V8. It was made in 2014. It has 338 kilowatts and 520 newton meters of torque. It does 0 to 100 in a god awful 4.7 seconds and it weighs 1880 kilograms. What am I? What was the end? 4.7. 4.7. 4. It's a six-speed sports dual-clutch automatic. Yeah, but is it what kind of engine is it? Sorry, what, what V8. configuration? V8. Naturally aspirated too. I don't know who makes a four-point-seven liter V8. That's weird. It's an odd sizing, isn't it? Four point seven. It's a very odd sizing. Because I know this I know, thing's I know, interior I know, cr- looks cr- like it belongs in two thousand and eight. Chrysler, Chrysler make. I mean, there's the 5.7 litre V8. All the other specs sound like a 300C or something. 1.8 yep, ton. Look, to be honest with you, I think I'd take a 300C over this. Is it a Apart from the looks, it looks absolutely gorgeous. So it's not a 200 series then? Oh, I know what this is. This this is like a... This, this is a Maserati Gran Turismo or something. They get it? It's a Maserati. Mitchell, what do you think it is? It's a Maserati. I, I honestly don't know. I, 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 I can't even guess. I'm just going to go with the Maserati idea just because I can't think of anything. Joseph gets the medal once again. It is a Gran Turismo Sport <laughs> from 2015. And this is cool, but it's low-end cool. 
I'd say this is just this. This is solid cool. It's solid cool. cool. Solid. Yeah. All right, I'll give it to you because these things and I'm sound sure. so good. They sound. And yeah, I they think would. You can pick one of these up for the same price as that uh, Mercedes shopping trolley we talked about last oh, week. I'm gonna punch in the throat. I think it was one of the examples I gave on the used market that you could pick do you, up. Do you want me yeah. to kill? Do you want me to quit the podcast? Well. <laughs> <laughs> We have more constructive chat now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's cheaper. It's cheaper than that. Um, that bloat. Yeah, there you go. Hatch. There you go. Yeah, there 70, you go. 74 grand, seventy-five grand. Yeah, perfect. Do you know how many four cylinders make over three hundred kilowatts? Go on, yeah, name like every, every how many every second. How many WRX that comes past the house? No, no, definitely <laughs> not. Put three hundred kilowatts through a WRX and it'd blow the fucking tranny. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on. What's the next car? All right, we have one last one, and I'm not going to tell you the year. Well, good. That makes it easy. This car has twenty one thousand kilometers on it. It has a three point eight liter naturally aspirated straight six. Unbelievably, this naturally aspirated straight six puts out two hundred kilowatts and three hundred fifty three newton meters of torque. It's a manual transmission, and it weighs 1,200 kilograms. 3.8 straight six. Rear-wheel drive, and can be had in convertible or coupe. Is it like an older BMW? It is not a Beamer. Hmm. There are many available in Australia, but not a lot. What and it's it? four-speed manual transmission oh, this is, is oh, this is gonna be ridiculously beautiful. Well, I, I reckon I reckon I got you here. I reckon. Do ya? I reckon I got you. Well, we know Mitch ain't gonna get it. So <laughs> I'm not just... gonna get it. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> I reckon you're talking about like an E-Type Jag or something. I am talking about a 1961 E-Type Jag. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now this is fucking goat spec. This this is one hundred percent goat spec. Absolutely goat spec. This these cars are fucking gorgeous. Even Enzo yeah. Ferrari said that the E Type's the most beautiful car ever made. And that's saying yep. a lot. Um, yep. Particularly in the convertible. No coupe. Really? Yeah. I, coupe any day of the year. Now this is like one of the few convertibles where I'd have the convertibles over the, the hard top. Nah, I reckon the, the the hard tops. I've seen a couple of them at um, Goodwood. They're like racing racing spec ones, and they're, they're yeah. the coupe. they look so good. They have got the big yeah. wheels under the big flared arches and yeah. stuff. Oh, just pure sex. Yeah. Absolutely. There's one, oh. there's one race car one that popped up on Google here, and that looks sick with a hard top. Oh, hard tops are much better. Go and they're also lighter, and they don't flex. Go and search the low drag versions as well. They look even better. It's like a fastback coupe style. Just. Oh. Just pure sex. So, uh, I wanted to tell a little bit of story about this. I've been watching Mad Men, which is a very, very, very good television it show. Um, but I just watched an episode where one character tries to commit suicide in his E-Type Jag, and it doesn't start. <laughs> <laughs> which sort of sums <laughs> up the vehicle at the time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they were woefully unreliable. Yeah, still are. But mm. I feel like they've 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 got so much love that you could pretty much just you know engineer but a solution. 
that's a bit of a take. The new Jags are definitely nowhere near as un... I'd choose a new Jag over a new Alpha, that's for sure. Yeah. I, in terms I, of depends, reliability, 100%. Depends what I'm looking for. No, no, it, just in a literal reliability word. Oh, yeah, Jag's more reliable than Alpha. Much more reliable than Alpha nowadays. Yeah, but where's the fun in having a car that just starts every time? I, don't really I mean, know. I enjoy having a car that starts every time. I don't know if, about you. Like, I, I turn my car on and know that I'll get to work on time. I just don't know. If, it, if a Jag doesn't spend half its life with the bonnet open and oil pissing out the bottom of it, is it really a Jag? <laughs> I never said it wouldn't. I just said it'd spend less time than the Alpha. Oh, but I mean, you know. But, but new, no, the new Jags are very well made. They are. Yeah. Um, but high-end goat spec is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, 100%. This yeah. was a lock-in. I'd already typed it up. Yeah, particularly yeah. this uh, low drag version. Oh, so good! That is just unbelievable. Yeah, just yeah, incredible. What an achievement! Particularly, I like how like the cabin is basically like you're sitting on the rear axle. Yeah, mm. it's and you all got, like, bonnet. Ten, ten foot of bonnet in front of you. Yeah, just sick. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, Did Jake come out with like a, a modern version of the E Type? Like they, like a like a very very low. Um, Run? No, the closest you nah. get is like an F-Type or you'd have to go back to like, you know, an XJ220 or something like that. Something be that long and low. XJS. Yeah, the XJSs are really the closest. And those are just as unreliable as the E-Type. Mm. Have I told you guys? Well, the XK8 actually is probably the closest thing. That's actually a beautiful car. My, one like of my them. very old friends. Yeah, I think they're good. One of my, It looks a bit Maserati of the same generation. Um, one of my friend's full-time business is repairing XJs. Him and his dad do it out of their garage. Have done since I was in primary school. That's a, that, that, that's a ripping trade right there. Oh, yeah. Mm. They've got a great customer base who are constantly back. Absolutely. What would be cool is if there was like a, um, like a Singer equivalent to the E-Type. Like Singer 911, but for the E-Type. There is. Is there? Yeah, it was in the it was in, uh, it was in one of the Gran Turismo games from a long time ago. Um, oh, I, I didn't play a lot of them growing up. Is there I anything know. better than the old used car market in Gran Turismo? Yeah, no, I don't think there is. That's just pure brilliance. The eagle, I miss you gotta that. go 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 look at the eagle speedster, Mitch. Uh, yeah, I just remember I saw that on Top Gear yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's a that's a singer version of the E Type. That's cool. Yeah, very very cool. This very, very where you should spend your money on anything else. Wow, mm. that's not a bit of an article, isn't it? All right, well that's been gears and beers. It's an hour and ten minutes later. Yeah, yeah. that'll do. So I'll need shoes. a beer and edit this and upload it for tomorrow morning. Excellent. Look at you. Well, thank you for tuning right. in. If you've made it this far, we always appreciate your support. Yeah. And um, absolutely. Yeah, you know, give us a uh, drop us a comment, interact with us on 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 the face balls. Um, mm. We're definitely bored enough. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, hopefully, hopefully. Seven hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, it's a lot of money for the uh, Eagle Speedster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you had the money, yeah. you'd do it anyway. Why not? Well, I mean, Singer Nine Elevens are they start at. High half a mil US, so this is seven hundred thousand pounds. That's like yeah, two true. million so Australian. <laughs> yeah. That's so much money. Yeah. Anyway, how the other half live? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right, lads. All right. Uh, see ya. See ya.
You've been listening to Gears and Beers, the unashamedly unprofessional automotive podcast with Mitch, Matt, Joseph, and Joel. New episodes go live every Monday. Thanks for listening.